This conversation with the superstar singer Shafkat Amanat Ali Khan is sampling the powerful mix inside South Asian music today. Village songs that have gone global, classical music gone wildly popular. This is number 19 in an audio series we're calling Another Pakistan, recorded in midsummer 2011. It's a co-production of the Watson Institute at Brown University and the Asia Society. I'm Christopher Leighton in Lahore, the Pakistan Punjab capital, with Shafkat Amanat Ali Khan. He is the seventh generation performer and exponent of his family's and the region's classical music. This is open source from the Watson Institute at Brown University. American Conversation, Global Attitude, Pakistani Partners, this summer of 2011. Shafkat Amanat Ali Khan, it's a great privilege to meet you in your studio. We associate you with Fusion, your band Fusion, with Bollywood, but first and always with your solo voice and a music that, as we understand it, your great-grandfather invented. Can you give us an introduction, even to the sound? Well, um, since you have already mentioned that I'm the seventh generation, technically, of uh, Patiala Gharana. When we, when we say Gharana, we're normally talking about a certain uh, style of music and certain um, um, the thought that lies behind the singing style. Um, we try to excel ourselves in all style of music and all style of singing. Like, uh, let's say, this is what we call um, Atan. Now these are the certain uh, they were, This is called Rag Amen This is called Sargam What I am saying as And uh, But when we do the same thing with the sound of ah, it becomes a tan. Ah, 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 this is a tan. Hmm. But when we say this is called sargam. So we try to excel ourselves in sargam, tan, alap. Alap goes. Ah, Definitely, you improvise and you go on higher notes, and then you touch the bass notes, and <laughs> so there's a lot. I want to say I get it, but I'm not sure I do. I understand your father was a singing star. She was. He still is, in fact. Really? Even after his uh, demise. Ah, but it was your grandmother who schooled you in the art. Explain. Well, uh, it's a tradition, and it's um, a, a woman's own choice that it don't come into music. But 
Some of them are very good singers, like my aunt. She is a fabulous singer, and he remember and she remembers all the music by heart that my father and my uncle used to do and used to sing professionally. Hmm. She's not as technically good as my uncles and my father, but she is a melodious singer. The tradition is such that uh, every child who who borns in the family, he has to go uh, through a certain um training of classical music. It doesn't matter what he be- wants to become later in life, but by the time he goes through that 10 year or 12 years training, classical training, he doesn't want to be anything else but a musician. because by then he has consumed all the you know <laughs> good music in him uh, and um, he wants to be a singer technically our um, the the head of the family he is the one who uh, starts uh, the first uh, day of your training but since every man in the family he is traveling and doing this professionally so they have to travel a lot but since my grandmother used to stay at home so she used to like you know uh, give the coaching and um the practice that we call riyaz and um she used to be very stern very strict and she used to beat us up <laughs> if we are singing something wrong she she used to have a stick and we used to uh, you know get all that beating from her because we knew that this is for our own good um who who is we besides you uh my my cousins my brother uh my two elder brothers uh they passed away and um we all used to sit together and learn this from our family like in a class we used to have a class was this done with scores and writing or was this all listen and and repeat no it was just to listen and repeat because we believe that um if you write down music then you probably um our music is such that uh, probably you won't be able to improvise it in a way in a certain way i was going to ask i i wonder if there are singers we both <laughs> know who who are your favorite singers out there in the world that i might have heard of i mean do you listen to well, italian opera do you listen to the beatles do you listen to i michael no, jackson i started listening to all um everything that came from uh, america um be it um george michael or uh, wham or um jackson of course the michael jackson lionel richie stevie wonder uh but then yeah as i i grew up and i um sorted my listening In the music of South Asia, who should we connect you with, and who should we not connect you with? And maybe I should throw out the name of Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan. In fact, when we um, Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan's style of singing is it is completely different from um, what we call the classical uh, singing. Explain that. Well, classical singers are a little different. Uh, Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan sir, Nusrat Fateh Ali, uh, he he was a kawal. he was technically very good but when we when we will um, make a list of classical singers then probably a lot of people would say you know he doesn't fit there because he was a kawal he was an extraordinary singer but um 
Qawal is a different genre. It's more towards the Sufism. And classical music is more towards um, a certain style of singing, which we call, like, let's say, uh, the opera hmm. that we get to hear. And um, so this is... Does it have a religious connection? With the classical music? Yeah. Well, there's definitely um, uh, some part of religion involved in it. Like the riyaz or the practice we do, there are a few um, certain things that we have to do when we're singing. The first one is alap. Alap is... Alap is the most used part in the entire singing. Mm-hmm. Now for alap to get a good sound and a good style, you need to keep your mouth in a certain position. Like if I have my you know teeth clenched, then probably I won't be able to say, oh, <laughs> it sounds awful. So to, to get that very perfect round R is when we do our riyas in the morning, the first thing, we use name Allah because that gives you the perfect A tone for the Allah. I'll change the rag. This is how we do our riyaz early morning. So to get that perfect ah tone for the alap, we use the word Allah, which is definitely God. So, and in God we trust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it says that on my nickel here in my pocket. <laughs> um, what, what are the religious implications, shall we say, in your music? Well, um, as long as it's, it doesn't become um, what we call the fundamentalism, mm-hmm. it remains there. It's more towards humanity because we believe in Sufism. And Sufism is about uh, humanity and not in fundamentalism. Mm. These musics of South Asia have an enormous power radiating Mm -hmm. now through the Internet, through radio, especially through Bollywood and film. Can you explain the magic of it? Do you understand what what drives the universal appeal of this music? Well, of course, uh, I think um, the music everywhere in the world has an enormous power. Amen. And um, what drives me... Well, um, I believe it's saying heal the world, the song itself. Mm. It's more convincing for me rather than listening to a politician's speech or to listen to someone saying it without music. I think I'd listen to Michael Jackson uh, if he's saying heal the world, mm. make it a better place. I think that that's what we need because it's 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 coming from a person who is 
not from a certain party of a country who doesn't have a certain ideas which uh, benefits him and his party first and then his country but it comes from a person who is talking about the humanity who's talking about people of the world and not only america not only of uh, uk not only of european people but he's talking about heal the world mm. so i think that's that's what music is to me i wonder do you address your music to pakistan today and to the world that so so needs the healing you're talking about i mean we're in a country it's at war with the taliban in confrontation with militant religion it's divided rich and poor it's got a slow growing economy people are worried about this country do you address your music to to the public situation should we say well um we don't address the uh, uh, the exact situation directly but um you right uh, right now the kind of situation we're going through it is um it has uh, forced people to come to a level where they don't want they're most worried about their own you know household things and their kitchen and their you know financial needs that they hardly get time to listen to music mm. i am worried about the situation but i am as hopeful as any person that this time will definitely change and the song that we are doing today and the messages that we are putting in our songs today they definitely will be rewarded tomorrow Shafkat, could I ask you a question I've asked many Pakistanis? To remember partition, obviously you weren't there, but it's part of your family's story. I wonder how it came down to you. What was the story of 1947 about, and how does it how does it play in your head today? Well, the 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 way it uh, it's been passed, I mean, um, passed down to us, was uh, sounded really sad. Um, my family whatever story had i i had heard they were not happy about it they were really sad my grandmother used to cry every time she used to tell us the story or um whenever she used to speak about the you know the glorious day they they, they had had in uh, patiala or uh, the indian punjab the way people were not worried about uh, religions then people not worried about who is he people were more concerned about that how he sings or what uh, you know uh, the art he is from or he belongs to when they had to come down they had to leave everything behind all their wealth their valuables they only could save their lives and they came down and started life right from the scratch and um, but today uh, we have definitely forgotten everything and we have moved on because we can't just uh, you know keep uh, talking and um, discussing our past what's been done it's been done now we can't turn the clock back and fix everything so we have moved on your singing voice gives me goosebumps but you've also done fusion yes, you had a I band have. called fusion yeah what's that about well i was in karachi um in in um, late 90s and i was there to to work on my solo album 
but um, I somehow was led to the studio where actually I went for my solo album, but then I bumped into my other band members who were then wanting me to do some session singing for them. Mm. But I said, no, let's form a band because I think we, um, we're in good terms right now. So let's form a new band. And then uh, we started working on the band music. And um, one day we were just standing there and we asked if we want to name our band. And they said, what sort of music are you doing? I said, well, we are fusing uh, classical music with the rock. And they said, then why don't you call it fusion? <laughs> and then we only named it a little differently uh, just to attract the attention. <laughs> and There's a Z in there somewhere. Yeah, Z with the two uh, dots on the top. <laughs> Sounds like Jean. <laughs> so it was fusion. That's how it formed. And then we traveled um, and started singing. Mm. Started traveling. Bollywood is something entirely different. Uh, how does that work for you? Well, uh, when I released my first album, it's called Sagar. That album also got released in India. Um, and when it released in India, uh, the people from Bollywood, they instantly had their focus on that album. And... Uh, the couple of songs from the album they were used in a film called Hyderabad Blues 2 and um, after that uh, I was approached uh, by the top music directors and they offered me a song for uh, a film called Kabhi Alvida Na Kehna and that song became a rage in India and even in Pakistan and anywhere else um, anywhere in the world where people are listening to Bollywood or mm. the music from this region. I keep hearing that Bollywood couldn't function without Pakistani music and Pakistani people couldn't function without Bollywood movies. Well, yeah. Um, in fact, we don't, we don't have a very strong film industry here in Pakistan. We used to have a very strong film industry, but uh, because of uh, the downfall of um, our film industry, we, um, you know, kind of um, converted ourselves into the pop singers. We started making our own style of, you know, uh, pop music. When I started my music, the Bhangra, which you must have heard of, yes, was the most popular form in this uh, region. And people were going mad after hmm. Bhangra cassettes and albums and music and people who was doing Bhangra. You won't find a single Bhangra that I've done till day. Mm. I haven't done it because I didn't want to do it. I don't like that kind of music at all. So what I did, what I had done was what I wanted to do. I wanted to do classical music in a way uh, which was fused definitely, but with at least the rock uh, music or um, done in a European or American or Western way. So this that fusion worked for me, in fact. So I, since I was, I had done, I wasn't worried about that people won't like my lyrics. I wasn't worried about that people won't like music, the music that I've done. I wasn't worried about that uh, maybe it won't have a commercial uh, value. Mm -hmm. I wasn't worried about that even my music is going to sell or not. I just did what I wanted to do 
and it stood out. And it made me what I am today. Where do you where do you most enjoy touring? And who gets it out there? I remember going to Italy and Rome is my favorite place. <laughs> uh, trust me. Uh, the moment I step into Rome, something forbids me to go back home. Isn't that funny because there's something about Rome in Lahore in the <laughs> in, in the walled city but in the in the city at large I think. I've been puzzling about that. Well, I think you can connect them both because they don't uh, carry uh, the traditions and uh, they're still connected to the past and they haven't uprooted themselves from uh, their ancestors and <laughs> their uh, cultural values though, which are very important. Because a lot of people in the walled city, they're still they're carrying out um, the practices which uh, their ancestors used to do. They, I mean, it wakes up really early which I really envy because <laughs> I work late uh, in the evenings and I wake up late. People there in the wall city, they get up early morning, they go to the lawns or to the gardens, they do their uh, early morning walk, they have the freshest possible breakfast and uh, they come back and they do everything on time and uh, they, are, they haven't changed their um, the, the, way, the way you used to dress. Mm. In the in, in the history, they're still doing it. Though their generations, upcoming generations, have uh, now a kind of fusion <laughs> of uh, all the things, be it taste, be it uh, dressing up, be it. But they're still living there, and they're living very happily there. But um, when I uh, was mentioning Italy, I in fact I had gone to perform with uh, uh, a saxophone player. His name is uh, Luigi. Hmm. He had come down to Pakistan to perform here. And then we did a few sessions together in Lahore and Karachi. And from there he asked me and invited me to come to Italy. And um, believe me that it was the most uh, amazing experience of my life. Hmm. There was one show where we had performed and we have some seven different uh, uh, religions being on one stage there was a Jew there was a Buddhist there was a Hindu there was a Muslim there was a Christian and um, there was a Parsi and there was one more uh, I'm, I'm forgetting maybe an atheist uh, maybe an atheist yeah, yeah that's a religion too <laughs> <laughs> so we were there and we had nobody was it, um, nobody realized that who is he at that moment very moment we were just musicians there and we were jamming and the best part of that uh, performance was that we hadn't jammed hmm. but when we all got on stage and we they just started playing there was a there was an Armenian Jew he was uh, a flute player he just uh, started it with this uh, solo piece and then everybody started joining in and it became a very <laughs> beautiful piece in the end. I can <laughs> see it on your face, man. Yeah. I mean, nobody called a tune. It was no, not at all. It was just coming. I mean, um, we did, uh, I don't know, something uh, very, um, some par which was unseen then. I think it was maybe just standing and, you know, uh, conducting the entire thing. But 
everybody knew that where he has to come in where he has to fare out how i don't know it just happened i can't explain it how it happened but it just happened i saw a wonderful act in the states shared by an american jazz tap dancer in the savian glover but really the bill robinson tradition dancing with an indian barefoot tap dancer sounds impossible but they had met at a festival and one of them was just sort of making making noise with his feet just to with the bare feet well one of them was making noise i think probably with taps and it was the indian who came around the corner and said i hear you let's talk wow and it was all with their feet well of course i can i can relate to that <laughs> definitely because uh, the musicians they have uh, i think music uh, you, it doesn't matter that what part of the world you are in but you know the dore mi fa sol ti do and sare gama pa da ni sa they remain the same you can change them and that's where you connect in fact because it's dore mi fa sol ti do and sare gama pa da ni sa they remain the same shafkat amanat ali khan it's a great thrill to sit with you in your studio and and hear you on music it's all mine <laughs> pleasure's all mine से राह दिखेरा झे वो जोत जगाए Ben Mandelkern produced and edited this conversation in Lahore with the singer Shafkat Amanat Ali Khan. Our series Another Pakistan is a co-production of the Watson Institute and the Asia Society. Zarmine Ansari is our producer in Pakistan. Thanks also to Bina Sarwar of the Aman Ki Asha peace effort between Pakistan and India. The conversations continue from South Asia and also online. Listeners, please feedback your views, your Pakistan. with a comment on our website radioopensource.org I'm Christopher Leiden thank you for being part of the open source conversation